Your mind is always going to remember your most dominant thought. So if our most dominant thought is don't or can't or negative stuff, negative things will happen. But if our most dominant thought is positive, uplifting, fun, exciting, your mind's going to remember that. You choose what type of thoughts you have. Hey, I'm Ashley Agle. Some of you might know me as Ashley Burkhart, and I'm a former D1 and professional softball player who spent a few years coaching in the college game before deciding to put all of my focus into youth softball players and helping them make their dreams and their goals happen for them. It's our job to help them unleash their potential and become the athletes they've always dreamt of. I come from a small city in the Midwest and didn't let that stop me from making my goal of playing D1 softball a reality. No matter where you live, you have the tools to help you thrive, and I am hoping through this podcast to help you get there. On this podcast, you'll learn from Olympians, Hall of Fame coaches, and elite players what their journeys have been like, and you'll also learn from me and my family a bit of our journey through the game. I'm so excited to have you here, so whip out your notebook and let's learn how we can grow in this game together. Welcome to When the Cleats Come Off. of the game is half mental. What does that mean to you? Yogi Berra was quoted saying this, and it creates this internal dialogue of, oh yeah, it's not just about the physical skills. I think at a younger age, softball is about the physical skills. It's about getting better with your swing. It's about figuring out where to have your hands to field the ball. It's the simple stuff. But the older you get, the more important your mental game is. So I've been doing a book club with my Virtual Hitting Academy members. And recently we did a weekly workshop call inside of Academy where we went over the first two chapters of my favorite book of all time. And if you know me, you know I hate reading. And that book is called Mind Gym, An Athlete's Guide to Inner Excellence. If you're wondering where you can find it, you can find it in the show notes. There's a link and you can check it out. But the first two chapters are talking about the introduction and the importance of understanding your mental game. There's so much more in this book that I could share with you and that I will be sharing with my members. But if you want a better understanding of why it's important to master your mental game, then this is your episode. In this workshop, we introduce the power of owning your mental game. And as I've expressed here before, my senior year of college ball was my best year by far. I think every year I got a little better like stat-wise and just all together, but I've never felt more on top of my game than my senior year of college. And ironically, at the same time, I was taking a sports psychology class. So I was being introduced to a lot of the things that you can find in this book. And in college, I was even, our team had to read this book and we had to do like a little book report on it. And it wasn't until my senior year where I was like putting this class that I was taking and also the things that I was finding in this book, I put it into fruition. And so the psychology of the game is it's a tricky one, especially because I'm not a sports psychologist. I'm just going to say it right now. 
I've interviewed sports psychologists on the podcast. I've interviewed mental performance coaches on the podcast, and you can find some of their links in the show notes as well. But this is me sharing a lot of my experiences in the game with these athletes that I was talking to um, in regards to what this book was sharing. So in this episode, we're going to talk about chapters one and two. This is the recording from our VHA call, weekly workshop. And we're going to go over the first two chapters. Yogi was right, which is where we talk about how much time we devote to our mental game and how much we should. And then chapter two is called Mind Games. And that is where we talk about how our mind sometimes plays some tricks on us and how to overcome them. So this is a fun, this is a really fun call for me. I had a blast with my athletes talking about this stuff. So let's just dive in. Let's dive into chapters one and two of Mind Gym. So I will tell you, for someone who hates reading, I actually like this book. Okay. So that's saying something. If you don't like reading, um, like I said, I like to listen to things. That's probably why I host a podcast now. Um, but if you don't like reading, this is a really easy book. Um, there's no pictures, but like the first chapter is four pages. Like that's it. So I feel like it's very digestible. And also the thing about this book is every single one has like a prompt or something to an activity to do to help practice some of these mental skills. So who has heard either from me or somebody else that the game of softball is mostly mental, mostly mental. Okay. Like all of us are raising our hand. Amazing. Okay. So, and I've said this before too, many times, mental game, like the way you practice it, it's obviously different than when you practice your physical skills, like your hitting, your defense, all this stuff, but your mental game, it, it needs reps just like your physical game does. Okay. And we're going to go over that today. So if you have the book right now and you're like, I have this, but if you have it, great, follow along. If not, we are going to be, like I said, spending a lot of time on this book when we do mindset stuff. But the first chapter is called Yogi Was Right. You don't have to write that down. Yogi Berra is one of the most famous baseball players ever. And he has a quote to kick us off on page three and says, 90% of the game is half mental. (laughs) That sounds kind of confusing, right? 90% of the game is half mental. So he's basically saying the game is mostly mental. Let's work on it. Okay. Um, So over on page four, I'm really excited to take you guys through this. Um, But I hope that that quote reminds you of how important this work is, right? Like when you guys show up, most of you probably want to come to the hitting mostly. And then the mental game is kind of like, okay, like, We'll see what we learn at this mental skill stuff. But when you guys start taking this seriously, you're going to realize like this is just as important, if not more important for your game to grow up. Many of you said you want to be more aggressive hitters. This is how we get better at that. More confident hitters. This is how we get better at that. So I'm very excited to read this to you. Okay. So this, this quote also says, Um, And I think it's important because, you know, I'm not going to teach this stuff to a kid who just picked up a bat for the first time. Okay. Um, Because you guys, maybe you remember, like when you picked up a bat and you started hitting wiffle balls or whatever, it was just for fun. Like you literally started playing the game because it was fun and you were practicing and trying new things. And it was like, this is a great time. But once the game starts getting 
easier for you, like in regards to your skills, like you're a better hitter, you kind of figured it out defensively. That's called becoming more competent at something. So it says in here that once you reach a certain level of competency, that's a hard word for me, the mental skills become as important to your performance as the physical, if not more so. Okay. So basically the older you get, the better at softball you get, the more important this gets. Okay. So you, my young ones that are like, I'm super confident. I I am, I'm doing great. You might not actually get as much out of these conversations as those of you who are like, yeah, I beat myself up. Like, I think I've asked you guys before, who's kind of mean to themselves in the box? A lot of us, right? Like when we swing at a really bad pitch or we strike out or we look like an idiot, like we struggle with that. Right. And that's totally normal. But what I want to encourage you guys to understand, yes, Emmy's also saying yes, encouraging is we're going to talk about this mental game. And if this stuff resonates, save this video in Academy because I'm going to, I'm going to save it. We're going to record it. I'm going to put it in Academy. And if you need to listen to this again, you absolutely can. Or if you want to get this book, you absolutely can. So we're going to do a little, it's called a meditation, but it sounds frou-frou. It's not. It's just like, a way to internalize some thoughts here. Okay. So what I would like you to do is sit in a position where you're comfortable. Okay. Like chest out. And what you're going to do is you're going to close your eyes. All right. This is, this meditation is on page four, um, but I'm going to read it. And then as I'm reading it, I want you to like play this movie, this scene in your head. All right. So get nice and comfortable for me. And this is going to be a guided meditation or just like a practice to help reflect on our thoughts. Okay, so you guys ready? Close your eyes. I can see whose eyes are closed and whose aren't. I'm going to try to talk much more fluently now and smoothly. All right, imagine you're watching your own highlights film. You feel no fear, no anxieties, and no self-doubts. Everything is flowing and going your way. Look around. Where are you? What time of day is it? What time of the year? What are you wearing? Who's with you? Who's watching you? What do you hear? Take a deep breath of the air. If you're on a playing field, can you smell the grass? Visualize that pleasurable experience. Now, Let that image slowly fade. And in its place, recall your worst performance. Think of the game or the experience where you felt weak and ineffective when nothing went your way, no matter how hard you tried. Now leave that memory behind. Fast forward to the present. With Yogi's quote in mind, 90% of the game is half mental. Compare yourself competing at your best and at your worst. Then honestly answer these questions in your head. What percentage of the difference in those performances had to do with your physical skills? And what percentage of that was mental. 
All right. If you can think of those percentages, if you have a notebook, write those percentages down. For me, it's way more mental. All right. So, so write down your percentages. I'm going to give you an example of things that I thought of. Okay. Now, as I'm giving you these examples, I want you to write down as much as you can remember of both of those things. So write down the great performance that you thought of and maybe some of those answers to those questions like what were you wearing? Where were you? Who was watching? Things like that. And then also write down where you struggle. Okay. Um, where we were at our worst. Okay. So write those things down. So my two examples, as you're writing, my first one of my great performance, and then some of you have heard the story, story time, um, was when I played my senior year. I think it was my senior year, maybe, no, maybe junior year. And we were playing at UCLA. Okay, if you guys know, UCLA is always like a top 10, top 20 team, always. I think they were ranked number four at the time when we were playing against them. And I really like playing against good competition. I, I think it's a real test. And I love that. I love competing against the best. So in that game, I went four for four and I hit a home run and a triple and a single. And I was very close to hitting the cycle, but I didn't hit the cycle, but I was very close. And as a hitter, I can, I can physically see and feel myself holding my bat and I can feel my turfs in the ground. Like I know exactly what I was thinking, exactly what my plan was. I remember that vividly. And whenever I thought about that vivid performance at UCLA, it helped me with, with future performances that I would eventually have because it helped me get into the right headspace. So this is the type of practice that we just did. It's getting you in the right headspace. Going from like A to Z, what were you thinking about? Who was with you? It was a close game, but we ended up losing that game. But I remember it vividly because that was one of my better performances. So that is the type of performance that I want you to think about and start writing about now. Okay. But with that comes really terrible performances. So when I did this practice on myself, I thought about, and this is funny because some of you guys met Aaliyah who plays at IU, um, but we were playing... Our rival team, IU, and I did not know this at the time, uh, but I was, I had a 16 game hitting streak. So in college, it's very hard to get hits. Okay. And I had 16 games where I'd gotten at least one hit. That's a lot. Okay. And uh, one of the people that worked for our team, literally right before the game, she came up to me and she goes, Ashley, Keep it up. You're on a 16 game hitting streak. If somebody were to say that to you, how would you feel? <laughs> Write it in the chat box. How would you feel if somebody was like, <gasps> if they surprise you with these big news, this big news, like, oh, you're doing so great. You have 16 games of a hitting streak going on. How would you feel? How would you feel? Pressured. Good job, Presley. Pressured. Yep. Yep. Nervous, pressure, okay. Pressure to keep up the street, okay. Yes, you guys nailed it. That's exactly what I felt. I was like, oh my gosh, I have to live up to the standard of getting it. I just need one hit, right? 
Yes. Good job. You guys are answering all the right answers. I felt extremely pressured. And that whole game, I was thinking, well, don't lose the streak. Don't lose the streak. Don't lose the streak. Who can raise their hand and tell me what I did that game? Or who can just say it out loud? London, go ahead. Missed your streak. I I lost the streak. I lost the streak. So my percentage there would be like all mental, (laughs) no physical, right? Uh, That's where that 90% would come in. 90% or the 90% of the reason, maybe 97% of the reason why I didn't keep up the streak was because I felt that pressure. I tried not to lose the streak instead of just focusing on what I can control. So we're about to dive into more of this stuff. I'll bring up the scenario again, because we're gonna go over ways to where if that happens to you, don't do what Ashley did and say, don't lose the streak. We're gonna start talking about things that we should do, okay? Okay, if you're loving this, I have to tell you about my Goal Smasher Confidence course. It is $7 for a reason. I want everybody to get their hands on this. I share 14 days, which are 14 different exercises, plus some bonus ones, of 30-minute exercises you can do every single day to help with your confidence. Some of the things you're learning right here on this episode but there's more. There's 14 other exercises that I came up with during COVID that, you know, you don't need anything but yourself and probably a piece of paper to accomplish, to be able to boost your confidence. So if you want to hear more about that senior season that I talk about so often, that was just lights out for me and ways that helped me get there and overcome adversity that year, you can find that in the course. And a bunch of other tricks that I learned from this book and sports psychologists and mental performance coaches to help me overcome doubt, fear, and uncertainty, which we all find ourselves in so that you can play at your best when your best is needed. So if you have season coming up, now is the perfect time to get your hands on this and devote 30 minutes a day to this. I'm telling you, it's way more fun than homework (laughs) because... It's it's softball. It's your thing. It's it's what you love to do. And I guarantee if you take this course and you take it and actually do the exercises, you will boost not just your confidence, but you'll be able to uplift those around you and play your best when your best is needed. So if you're interested in the course, head to www.ashleybtraining.com or go to the link in the show notes, which is easier probably. And go to Goal Smasher and go check out this course. And again, it's $7. I don't plan on changing the price of it because I want everybody to get their hands on it and reap the rewards that this course can have for you. All right. So head to www.ashleybtraining.com, head to the Goal Smasher Confidence course, and get your hands on this course. I promise you will not regret it. All right. Let's head back to this episode. You can learn how to stay more focused. You can learn how to deal with adversity. You can learn how to stay motivated during difficult times, avoid fatal distractions. And you know what those fatal distractions are. Maybe it's mom and it behind us. Maybe it's the umpire being annoying. Maybe it's the weather. 
you can avoid those. You can learn how to follow your dreams and live your life on purpose if you master your mental game. Okay? What you think, and you might want to write this down, what you think affects how you perform. I gave you the prime example. What not to think. (laughs) Okay? What you think affects how you perform. All right? I see... Do I see someone with this notebook or with this book? Mm-hmm. Look at Leah over there. There she is. Yes, she has it. I love it. She knows. She knows what's up. We're going to go to chapter two. So we're on page eight, if Leah wants to. This one is called Mind Games. Okay. So we're going to dive into like, how do we actually figure out this crazy mental game that we have? All right. So um, one of the quotes in here was said by Mark McGuire. It says, the mind is a powerful thing and most people don't use it properly. When we have tough games, mentally, we're not using our mind properly, okay? This chapter is going to help us kind of start using it properly, all right? So page nine, uh, yep, page nine. I'm going to read this uh, this little section. One key to achieving success in sports is learning how to focus on the task and not let negative thoughts intrude. Much easier said than done. The mind can concentrate on only one thing at a time. So rather than suppress what you don't want to happen, you focus on what you do want to happen or on some sort of a neutral thought. Okay? It's And so this is where he starts talking about a distraction technique. So we're going to actually try this out. Okay. So if you have trouble performing when somebody's watching, that's a distraction. Okay. If you have trouble performing when somebody's adding pressure to you, that's a distraction. Okay. So we can choose one or the other. We're going to start with the distraction technique. Okay. So what I would like you to do is I want you to think of a word that makes you like smile Or a word that helps you feel, create a feeling of success. Okay. So an example in this book was a guy who like occasionally golfs and a birdie is like a really good thing in golf. That means you got it in the hole before par. And I, those of you who don't know golf probably have no idea what I'm saying, but a birdie is a good thing. So they think of a birdie. Okay. Think of a word that can be your distraction technique. That can be that word that you pull out whenever you notice yourself getting distracted. Overthinking, um, focusing too much on the things you shouldn't be thinking of. So think of your word. If you actually want to share, if like immediately you're like, I know my word. Write it in the chat box. I think it would be cool if some of us shared like examples of theirs. Ava said college. Okay, so college makes her think of a positive thought. Good, very good. Um, I would say I didn't really use this when I played, but if I were to like do this today, I'd probably say something along the lines of like Arnie, who is my dog. (laughs) My dog always makes me feel better. So I would probably choose that word. I'd probably choose him. Um, Or I would choose, I mean, if I had to think of something like physical or a thought, I would, I would probably just say something along the lines of like up the middle. Okay. Like as a hitter, I definitely did use this technique and when I, when I thought of like a base hit up the middle, that allowed me to really focus in on like what I wanted to do 
And obviously bases stuff in the middle are great. Like those are some of my favorite things to do. So things like that. Addison thinking of a diving play. I love that. Bristol, you, you chose your dog cookie makes you feel happy. Right. So bright skies, Emmy. Great job. Love that. Um, Mackenzie next play. So as long as that feeling or that, that word or thought makes you feel a feeling of success or something fun, thinking or focusing on it, like all of you that are writing these obviously focused on it, raise your hand if it just made you feel a little bit better, like everything's going to be okay. Good. If it makes you feel better, then let's do it. Okay. Sarah thought of her dog too. Amazing. Okay, great. Look at Emmy's. Emmy's got her hand up. Good. So you guys know it makes you feel happy when you think of it. All right. So if you haven't written down that word yet in your notes, I think you should. And maybe next to it, saying things along the line of, this is our distraction technique. Okay. You see how that's a distraction technique? It changes our thoughts from something negative or overwhelming to positive. So this is where um, it also said on page nine, like you can also focus on what you want to happen. Okay. This is where I, I, I just mentioned based it up the middle. That was, if I was ever doubting myself, if there was ever pressure, there was ever somebody on base and I'm like, oh my gosh, like I have to score her and I would get in my own way. I would say, okay, base it up the middle. That's the only thing that I'm focusing on. Base it up the middle. Okay. For some of you, it's like hit it hard. Okay. It's a simple thought that you want to do. Okay. So when you think of what you want and just like what we said at the very end, your thought, your Thoughts affect how you feel and perform. If you think about what you want to do, you'll be more likely going to do better than if you were thinking of what you don't want to do. Remember when Ashley said she didn't want to lose the streak? And then what happens? I lost the streak. If you've ever been a victim of yourself saying, don't strike out. Don't look like an idiot. Don't let your team down. Don't lose this game. How many times have has that thought ever been right? A lot or a little? A lot. Right? Those thoughts. Yes. Thank you, Brooklyn. She said a lot. Those thoughts are us saying or predicting a future that is not true until we make it true. So like we said, if you think about not striking out, you will, okay? If you think about not, and maybe you won't, but like, it's not going to be a great hit. Like, that's the thing. It's like, it doesn't like predict the future. None of us can predict the future, but we can help our future by thinking of good things, okay? So if you ever say, don't do something, Here's my technique. Here's my practice. I don't even know if it's in, if it says it in my gym, um, but this works for me. And I know it works for many other people because I've used it with my lessons is thinking of the opposite of what you were focusing on. So if you were like, don't pop up, <laughs> who's thought that one? Don't pop up. Cause you just popped up last time. Don't pop up. Your body is going to do what you're thinking. Like you're going to do the, a pop-up type of swing, even if you're trying not to. Because just putting the word not doesn't mean anything. Like if I say right here next to me, right here, is my purple elephant friend, Frank. Okay, here he is, right here. 
He's huge. He's got pink hair. He's got a purple bow tie. Okay, this is Frank. He's right here. You guys see him? Not really. Play imagination. Okay, this is my friend Frank. But don't think about him, guys. Don't think about Frank. Don't think about my purple elephant friend right here. Don't think about him. What the heck are you guys thinking about? I know you're thinking about Frank. I know it. I already know. I can read minds. Just kidding. I can't. But you're thinking about him. Just because I said don't doesn't mean you don't think about it. That's how our brain works, guys. If we don't want to strike out, then we have to focus on, okay, I'm going to focus on a hit. I'm going to focus on a base hit. Okay? If you don't want to pop up, then I'm going to focus on a hard ground ball. If you don't want to look silly, then picture yourself crushing it to right field, wherever. Focus on those things. You're more likely going to find success. That doesn't mean you always will, okay? But you will more. Last thing I want to say, your mind is always going to remember your most dominant thought. So if our most dominant thought is don't or can't or negative stuff, negative things will happen. But if our most dominant thought is positive, uplifting, fun, exciting, your mind's going to remember that. You choose what type of thoughts you have. Now, I will say you can't choose when a, a thought comes in that says, oh my gosh, this picture's so good. What am I going to do? That thought's going to come in. But what you do next is what matters. So if there's a really great picture on the mount and you're like, oh my gosh, she's so good. Have the thought for a second, but then let's reverse it to, all right, she's good, but I'm better. I'm going to beat her with my best. Do you guys see how we started with the negative and maybe it was a dominant thought, but we negated the negative thought. We like put an X through or line through it. And then we made our dominant thought. Okay. But how can I beat her? I'm going to beat her. That's how this works. It's not as complicated as we think it is. We just have to really put an emphasis on what our thoughts are. I want you guys to think about this stuff. I want you guys to practice this stuff. I want you guys to like, when I say practice it in practice, just be more aware because we're just starting this book, right? Like we have so many more techniques that I can't wait to share with you on our mental skills calls. Like, I think I'm going to go two chapters at a time, one chapter at a time. So Leah's excited because she's like, I have the book. Great. But like, we're just starting. So don't feel like you have to have this mastery by tomorrow. This takes practice. Okay. This takes practice. So in practice, if you have one coming up, whether it's basketball practice, softball practice, volleyball, whatever, be aware of your thoughts. Write that big and bold in your journal this week. Be aware of my thoughts. Because unless you're aware of them, you won't be able to change them. Does that make sense? So be aware of my thoughts. I'm writing it down too. We all need this reminder, don't we?